T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're listening to Zach Zaidman and Anthony Heron on 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station. I'm ready. Are you? Happy President's Day, everyone. A pleasant good afternoon to you from... The Hyundai Score Studios brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. It's the Parkinson Spiegel Show without Parkinson Spiegel. They're taking the holiday off, so we're lucky enough to be filling in alongside Big Ant, Anthony Heron. I'm Zach Zaidman. Sean Sears helping us blast through the speakers of your radio. So happy to have you with us for the next four hours. It's going to be, Big Ant, an action-packed program. I, I agree. I believe it will. And shout out to the aforementioned Sean Sears for opening up with a little jungle boogie like I <laughs> usually do when we work together in the evening. So I definitely feel that gets the show kicked off on the right note here, Zach. And for, for you, this portion of the year where you, you're still, you know, you've come out of your fall schedule, now you're deep in the hoops and you're getting ready mm-hmm. for baseball. So you're kind of transitioning from one mode to the next. For me, this is my. I'm in my most relaxing portion of the calendar right now. Get out of here. As we speak, this is the most downtime that the Heron household has at any other portion of the year. So I get to luxuriate and relax watching sports. We get to take trips. I get to hang out with my son more than I do during the football season or once we get deeper into the spring when there's other work uh, stuff happening there. This is a this is a very nice time for me right now. See, I figured you were one of those guys that would always be in front of the computer with the clicker now watching all <laughs> of the potential draftees and coming up with your pros and cons for mm. each one. Uh, I mean, I'll I'll get deeper into that coming off the combine. I will watch the combine very closely. I'll start having some more, you know, because during the college season, I get to talk to a lot of different folks about these prospects already. I'll have some more detailed conversations about what was seen during the All Star Circuit, what is seen at the combine. Uh, so I, I got I got another week or so before I really start diving into more of the intense film study and conversations about where guys are likely to go in the draft, and you know, and you know, friends around the league will hit me up about my thoughts on different players. I've been able to call their games or evaluate them closely as well. But we're, you know, 
we're having a lot of these like Bears conversations mm-hmm. before they've even gotten to Indy for the combine. And so that's where a lot of it is still so up in the air. And so the rumor mill that, that tends to circle about it, we're, we're very, very early in that process. Yeah, think about it. The, the Super Bowl is a game that, that finished last weekend, mm-hmm. right? And, right? And already it, it took, what, one day after the Super Bowl ended for the beginning of, I think, three different prominent reporters <laughs> going out there and saying that they hear that the Bears could be interested in in trading Justin Fields. We're going to hear a lot of stuff between now and when the Bears actually make a decision as to what to do with uh, the number one overall pick in this year's draft. They could trade it. They could keep it. They could indeed trade Justin Fields, even though it it sounds silly saying it just based on what we heard Ryan Pohl say at the end of the year. I just heard you say it, Zach. I just heard you say it. We we, we heard three different people say it last (laughs) week, and and there are many more. I mean, I, I, I think... We're going to go through some of the discussions that the Bears are having behind closed doors at Hallis Hall because they need to have those discussions. And while I think there is this belief in this city that it would be foolish to trade Justin Fields, we're going to talk about some of the quarterbacks that are available and whether or not those quarterbacks give you a better chance to get to where you want to go than the guy the Bears have at quarterback right now. So we'll just have that discussion. <laughs> I don't know if we'll come to any conclusions, but you know that this is something. I've got conclusions. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we can have the conversation. So, conclusions so we, and details and, and thoughts you, and everything. And you can join us at 312-644-6767. Right. The scoreless line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. And the Tech Zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. We're also going to talk about the NBA and not necessarily the All-Star game or the All-Star weekend festivities. That was an amazing final dunk by Mac McClung. Right. I mean, that was that was real special. We're not going to have the discussion. I know Tom joked about it because all the national shows are, are asking the question, is the dunk contest back thanks to Mac McClung? <laughs> if the best players in the NBA, the best dunkers in the league, decided to participate in the dunk contest, we wouldn't be having this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. That's the the most disappointing part about all of it is that I, I felt like at least, like the, the three-point contest, you, you at least had Damian Lillard in that. Three-point shooters tend to be, well, Steph Curry's done it several times, won it multiple times. Three-point shooting is the least taxing of the all-star events, and so we do see where stars are still willing to do that. I've, I've been under the impression that maybe it, like it, it, it even got to the stretch where like, you know, MJ did it multiple times. A lot of the stars used to do it at least multiple times before sort of aging out of it. Mm-hmm. And now it's to the point where it was like, you know, Kobe did it once. It was like, right. you know, was a couple of stars. It was like, you do it at least that one time. Now you're seeing some of the biggest stars that come into the sport, not even maybe willing to do it that one time. I'm still hopeful Zion Williamson will do it at some point. That that's going to reset the conversation about the dunk contest if we see him in it. Just like Blake Griffin, when Blake Griffin did it that one year and he was the, the best dunker in college coming in the league, there was a lot of anticipation. So Blake Griffin did it that one year and it was exceptional. And then it was not exceptional for a little while. John Morant has said right. that he enjoys dunking on everybody. Did I say it right? <laughs> that did. Yeah, right? sounded very comfortable. But he refuses to participate in the dunk contest, so we have to have guys come in from the G League, and nothing against Mac McClung, 
maybe one day he becomes a, a full-time NBA player. Maybe. He was a great dunker, and I got to see him early on in his college career. He bounced around a few places, but he started at Georgetown, and, and I got to see him do that kind of stuff to DePaul. Now, was he a quality in-game dunker as well? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, you know, but it's different in college. It's a yeah. lot harder to do that in the NBA, and I, I that's what makes John Morant so special. Uh-huh. Zion Williamson, when he's healthy, right. so special because they – you know Anthony Edwards. I mean, there's some premier dunkers <laughs> in the league. I, I I think the the level of athleticism and basketball skill that we see in the NBA today is probably the best it's ever been collectively. We've not seen it like this. And the the fact that I began to have the thought for a little while, like how how do they improve? The, the visual portion of the product, you know, where you, you constantly, you, you will always have the same confines of the court itself. So I don't know, do they expand the court just so, you know, you can kind of have more space to operate? Do they raise the rim a bit? This is, you know, years ago, I'm thinking along these lines, just how, how do you actually improve the visual aspect of the way the NBA game is played? where the, the rim has been 10 feet for so long, and so now you literally have people looking down into the rim as they're dunking the basketball. And it, it's so difficult to really cover ground as an offensive player because of the athleticism that's there and the confines of the court. Everyone's long and lean and mobile, and how do you get around them to really you know provide additional lanes to, to have cool offense? But then once Steph Curry began to expand the, the three-point arc deeper and deeper, and so now we've seen this generation of players begin to find ways where offensive efficiency is back with LeBron's you know iteration of his career and then Steph with lengthening the game in the way that he has. And then now dunks are, are extremely creative. There is no way when you look back to like Jordan versus Dominique, what we saw as, as magnificent dunks back then mm-hmm. wouldn't even advance past the first round. No. You might not even be invited to the dunk contest doing what they were doing back then. The ferocious dunks that we see from guys like John Morant, and, and I'm just picking the, the most famous of the famous, but there are a lot of players that we don't talk about on a regular basis that can do special things when mm-hmm. it comes to taking the ball to the rim with force like we've never before seen. Mm-hmm. I do think, and to answer your question about how do you take this to the next level, I think, and this goes back to the business of basketball, and, and the reason I don't talk a lot about this is because when you start talking about the business of basketball, like the business of football, business of baseball, it's boring, right? <laughs> but the reality is, I do think, and I heard Kevin Durant say this, that it's good for the league, in his opinion, that you have these mega stars every few years keep asking for trades every time they disagree with something the organization has done or they're just not happy. I think you got to stop that. You think so? I, I think if you, if you force, if you sign a mega deal and you for, maybe the new CBA will do this where, where you, you force those guys. Once you sign a mega deal, you are required to stay with that team for a certain period of time, mm. you know, three or four years before you can be traded. Mm. Now there's some continuity that you can build, and that's how you improve the product, right? I think if, if well, there's continuity. In what ways does it – because I, I guess uh, to your point, you were talking about the skill of the game being as high as it's ever yeah. been. I don't necessarily think the, the product is not improving. Like, you know, my, that's why I was making the point that years ago I began to wonder about how do you improve it? Do you change the confines of the court or the rim or anything else? And then the product, the skill of it, the execution of it has continued to improve in my opinion, at a pretty high rate. You know, you had LeBron being the the kind of latest game changer Mm -hmm. since MJ, and then Steph has changed the game in his way since then. So I think the game overall has improved. And now 
basketball is able to dominate storylines over the NBA's offseason in a way that they never have before as well. And so you, there's there's a market space for that. There, there's capital gains that come from having that level of interest year-round in a way that up until you know a little over a decade ago, basketball had never been able to dominate the media landscape throughout its offseason. To think that the the major topic of conversation, Super Bowl week in Phoenix, was the Kevin Durant deal. There's big currency in that. Right? It's huge. Super Bowl week, mm-hmm. where in the old days, there was nothing that could even come close to, to scratching the surface. And think about that same week, LeBron's breaking the all-time scoring mm-hmm. record, which to me, I'm like, man, it, be, it would have been better for the NBA if LeBron did it like two weeks later. Yeah. But then, you know, LeBron breaking Kareem's record, which so many folks thought was never going to happen, wasn't even the biggest storyline of the NBA invading in the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. space. It was these transactions with star players going to and fro. Folks are very, very interested in the soap opera. But to to your point about the game needing to improve a little, I'm not talking about all-star. I'm talking about the actual game because there's a lot to like. However, because of all this movement, the teams out West believe they can compete. There's no top dog. I think there's an acknowledgement in the NBA because you did not see a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference make moves because they believe it's Milwaukee, Boston, Boston, Milwaukee, and no one else, maybe Philadelphia, can come close. But it's those teams, whereas in the West, there's a belief that if you put together a good run here, you can be the top dog, whether you're Denver, whether you're Phoenix now, the Clippers adding Russell Westbrook to the mix. And I I think that's one of the reasons he said, you know what, I I don't want to go and play for the Bulls, even though I wouldn't have to change my style at all. And I could be as ball dominant as I want to be with this team, considering I know the coach and they're trying to get into the play-in tournament. I want to go out west and and join the Clippers where I might not get the opportunities that that I need to be at my best but I have an opportunity to potentially win and I, I think that you know him choosing the Clippers over whatever the options assuming the Bulls were were a part of that you know Clippers are are in a stronger position right now because the Bulls are, are hoping to make the play in game at best and you have former you know a former NBA champ and finals MVP and you, know, you got PG out there with him as well and so you know I think for Russ didn't have to leave home, you know. L.A. is kind of his was became his home again when he got with the Lakers, and he's from Cali anyway. So I think there's a lot that just kind of makes sense for Russell Westbrook at, for where he's at at this space in his career anyway. It is an interesting fit though because he he has never shown an inclination to adapt his game to the team that he's on. It's always I'm going to play my way, and if it works, great. If it doesn't. Adios. Well, there's just certain things he's just not good at anyway. If he was a better perimeter shooter, three-point shooter, then it would feel like his game has adapted more. Like, you know, one of the most amazing things about LeBron, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole, mm-hmm. is when he came into the league, he was not even a, a, a good three, a competent three-point shooter. And now he's been able to add that to his game throughout his career. And so many other players, as the game has, have evolved, have been able to do some version of that. Westbrook doesn't mind taking him. He just doesn't make him. That is Anthony Heron. I'm Zach Zaidman. We're here until 6 o'clock. Coming up next, we talk Bulls with Cody Westerlin. We've got so much more on tap this afternoon. Kevin Fishbane will talk Bears with us at 3 o'clock. We'll be taking your phone calls throughout at 312-644-6767. A lot of baseball coming up with both the Cubs and Sox during the 5 o'clock hour. And, oh, yeah, there was a a pretty huge win up in Evanston Mm -hmm. yesterday that has led – to the Northwestern Wildcats being ranked 
in the top 25. All that's ahead. We're in for Parkins and Spiegel on the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I mean, something isn't working, obviously. Um, it's, you know, some games were really good, some days were bad. And it's that, that's once again, the consistency factor of, you know, figuring out what our identity is and what we're going to each and every game. Um, even if guys are in and out of the lineup, you see some teams that have um, consistency with what they do. They have an identity. I think that's something that we, you know, we're still trying to figure out in these last couple of years. Obviously, we changed our offense a little bit last year, or this, this year from last year, but it's no excuse with the type of talent that we have on the team. Zach Levine talking about what's wrong with the Bulls. I think we could spend the next week talking about what's wrong with the Bulls. <laughs> and it, it's it's nice that everyone on the team has tried to come up with a, a real reason as to what's wrong. But the reality is it, it's, it's faulty construction. Yep. The, 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 the roster was not constructed in the best way. And they can't do the things you need to do to win games in today's NBA, or really any level of basketball, you need to be able to hit consistently from the perimeter. you got to knock down threes in order to to win at any level of basketball today, and they just can't do it, Big Ant. And to be able to to stay healthy, then I, I would imagine there's some form of that, and that, that factors into why AK and, and Eversley are maybe still hanging on to this current iteration of it because they're like, all right, if we were healthy, then maybe we could have just said, all right, here, we're at this, we've peaked now at this high level, and let's just add a shooter, and then we're in great shape. And they haven't even been able to show that to be able to entice someone else to join the fray. 
That is Anthony Heron. I'm Zach Sidman. We're in for Parkinson Spiegel on this holiday Monday on The Score. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. But joining us now on The Score hotline is Cody Westerlin, who covers the Bulls and the NBA for 670thescore.com. The Score hotline is presented by Circle Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Before we get to the Bulls, Cody, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon. What would you make of All-Star Weekend? Well, I was disappointed probably, Zach, and I think uh, some of that was probably informed by how awesome the, the 2020 All-Star Weekend was in Chicago, right, when the uh, when the United Center hosted it. That was the first year of the Elam ending, and it was a spectacular fourth quarter because they had 10 guys on the floor trying really hard for, for the final. I guess there's no time on that game, right? It went, I think, more than 12 minutes of basketball action actually because they locked in on defense pretty well in that game it, it felt like and if it's not close the all-star game's pretty bad for for the full uh full entirety of it and that's what it was yesterday right because the game wasn't close enough for anyone to care in the fourth quarter so I love that Mac McClung seemed to put some juice back in the NBA slam dunk contest I I liked that it mattered to him I think it was really cool to get get someone who who rose to the moment and saw it as a big deal as opposed to past years where, where a lot of these guys, it doesn't feel like it's as big of a deal anymore for some of them. Um, but the game was the game was pretty bad, but that's probably what we should also expect when it's not close. Like, we complain a lot about it, even though we know they're not going to play defense, right? And that actually, you know, Zach and I were talking about this a little bit before the show, where in, in the NFL with the Pro Bowl, it felt to me like the, the public conversation and the public complaining, like you're referencing there with NBA All-Star Weekend, it feels to me like that was a part of what ended up being the death, the, the death of the Pro Bowl as, yeah. as an actual game on the field, even though millions of folks would still watch it. So what, do you get the sense that the, the, the professional basketball community is feeling the, the negativity that's there and it could bring about further adjustments to All-Star Weekend? Yeah, I just I don't know what those further adjustments are. Like, I mean, I I certainly feel like it when you're when you're talking to to friends in the NBA, other reporters from from not just Chicago too. Like, it feels like everyone kind of has the same opinion in the basketball community about like it, it wasn't good enough. It was not compelling. I just don't know what further adjustments you can do because like money, there's no degree of money you can give these guys that are already on. <laughs> hundred million, two hundred million dollar contracts to make them care. They already changed the format at the end to spice it up a little bit more with the Elam ending uh, in that sense. And I, I thought that did help a little bit. And these guys are already playing for money for charity for like kids, right? But I just I just don't know what more you can do there because it is an exhibition, because it feels like we're in the player empowerment era more than ever it's already so close to the end of the season. It's not really the halfway point, right? Like it's the three quarters mark that, that the break matters to these guys. They're concerned about injuries. We're going to be starting the playoffs probably in about 60 days or so uh, at this point. So I, I don't know what else they can do when, and this gets, this honestly just gets into uh, old man yelling at a cloud a little bit, right? <laughs> but like if, if Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, those types of guys are in the game, to, to really, really care and make it more competitive. I don't know how this starts in any way, shape, or form with anyone other than than a player or a couple star players making it really Well, and that's where, Cody, like, you know, the fact that Steph was hurt, 
Le- yeah. LeBron bangs up his finger in game. Giannis is has one wrist, and so he plays literally just the first shot and gets subbed out. That just enhances, I think, the maybe the the feeling that it, there was some disinterest because you have three of the biggest stars in the sport weren't even physically capable of playing the whole game. Well, certainly. And look, if you're going, if you're talking guys in the NBA that go hard, I don't think anyone goes harder on a night-to-night basis than Giannis, right? Like he is absolutely relentless. You're talking about the All-Star game. Who does it matter to? It matters to LeBron, right? He played in his 19th All-Star game, uh, tied Kareem for most uh, 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 selections to the game, broke his record for most times actually playing in it. LeBron did. So, like, that's mattered to him before. But you mentioned those guys a little banged up. Joel Embiid's been banged up, too, and played and played well last night. But he certainly wasn't going to go above and beyond in any effort matter any way, shape, or form because he's kind of had some nagging injuries. These guys like Luka and Jokic, you love to watch them play, but they're not trying hard in the All-Star game um, for reference. So I don't know who that is, and it was a tough situation with some of those uh, banged-up injuries. And again, it's just it's probably not going to change in the next couple of years other than hopefully next year they're a little more healthy, it's a little closer late, and then maybe we get four or five minutes of really good basketball at the end. I think it's the best we can hope for. Yeah, you just want some some competition, real competition. You want it to have at least the kind of tempo that you would see in a practice, which <laughs> sure. clearly was not the case. We're talking NBA with Cody Westerlin, who covers the Bulls for 670thescore.com. All right, let's shift gears and talk a little bit about the Bulls, Cody, because the big news today around the NBA is Russell Westbrook making his decision, and it's not to come to the west side of Chicago yeah I mean I'm I'm selfishly sad for myself guys like that was going to be good quality content and entertainment if Russell Westbrook (laughs) joined the Bulls I I have been of the belief throughout all of it that uh Russell Westbrook coming to the Bulls probably would have helped them win one maybe two more games in the stretch run because look he is going to get his numbers he's going to force the pace but I don't think that Russell Westbrook joining the Bulls would have been the best thing for the Bulls' long-term outlook, and that's because he's not helping their three-point shooting. I I think it would only create a more difficult life for Zach Levine, who already doesn't seem the happiest this season. Would have seemed like fewer shots, another alpha dog. Uh, I don't know how Patrick Williams would have benefited. Uh, He already doesn't get enough shots for, for most fans and outsiders liking on the floor, you put someone in that's that's going to be offense first. I, I think his role would have only diminished um, on the offensive end. So this is probably best for the Bulls, I think, from, from an outsider's perspective, that Westbrook didn't come here. And now I guess I, I would think – I don't like the fit for the Clippers either with him. I just – I wouldn't have added him if I was the Clippers. It seems like he's there – 70% of the reason is because Paul George likes him and kind of wanted him there. But I don't like how the Clippers have played this year. I don't like how start and stop they are in everyone's availability. So maybe they're just trying to add as much as they can big name-wise and try to figure out at the end. But the NBA is such a game where it's like rhythm and continuity and chemistry. And that's usually formed over 82 games, if not 82 games at least half a season of health and stuff and the Clippers are going to try to do all of that in 20 games before the playoffs start so I don't really like the fit there um, for them either but I I would imagine the Bulls maybe pivot and try to get Patrick Beverly or something on the buyout market but I would 
honestly just retort to you guys, does any of it even really matter for the Bulls <laughs> at this point? You know, there's 23 games left here for them um, as they race for the play-in. That's why I wouldn't have been upset about Russell Westbrook, even though he wasn't going to make the Bulls much better. Would have made them intriguing, and they, on the buyout market, wouldn't have had to give up any draft capital to bring him in. But yes, it, it certainly wouldn't have increased their ceiling uh, much, if at all. I do wonder, you mentioned rhythm and flow and consistency. And when DeMar DeRozan was out for that brief stretch, there were. You know, we saw where Patrick Williams had an opportunity to maybe be a little bit more assertive offensively. Kobe White as well. It felt like the ball didn't stop as much. And it's, you know, it's going to feel like shade at Debo, which I suppose to a certain extent it is. The Bulls are better with him, but is everyone else, like our individual players, better with DeMar DeRozan in the lineup? No, I, I mean, to be brutally honest, I, I don't think anyone on this Bulls team uplifts other players. So you throw DeMar DeRozan into that category. I don't think Zach Levine's style of play uplifts his teammates either. There, there is a little too much ball stopping. They are not creators for others first. Like they will get their assists because they draw attention. And if they're doubled, they understand how to make the right pass. But on a play-to-play basis, no one really on this team upslifts each other other than Lonzo Ball. And we've spent all season talking about how much the Bulls have, have missed him. And that's why he was so important to him. But you can be a star player and still give your teammates possession after possession great opportunities because you're unselfish. Or you can be a star player who just scores more points and doesn't do that as consistently. And it feels like the Bulls have the second tier, certainly. Of, of those star players. So uh, however you want to say it, Big Ant, I, I mean, I think it's a fair criticism there. And you point out the Bulls looked pretty darn good for, for most of the game on offense and their loss to Indiana between, before they kind of bogged down, obviously, in the second half and, and lost that big lead even, even before that point in that game, kind of. The game against the Bucks was rough the other night. It felt like they were down 8 to 14 points, basically, the entirety of the game. A lot of one-on-one in that game, too, without DeMar. So, like, you look at that game and you're like, well, he certainly would have helped. You know, it felt like they were already kind of out of sync in that game. So you can look at it both ways, but you come back to it. It, it does feel like a team-wide problem for these guys. So, Cody, on the way out here, give me an idea, because I know you've had a chance to reflect on this a little bit, especially during the All-Star break. What's the plan down the stretch of this season and heading into the off season? How can they go about fixing this? The plan for the final 23 games is to win as many games as they possibly can to get into the play-in and try to get through the play-in and be in a first-round series, right? Like, the goal before the season was to go farther than last year, which would have meant winning a full playoff series. Again, not just a couple playing games to get in the final eight. So the Bulls are going to keep chasing that. At this point, I don't expect it to end well. I don't expect them to do anything besides maybe sneak into the 10 seed or something, and then they would have to win two games in a row. Um, probably in a road environment too at that point, just to get to the final eight. So, so again, I don't see this going well at this point. But I think the plan in the off season, certainly AK has, has hinted with some of these um, comments after the trade deadline passed that trades will be on the table. And he told this to Mully and Ha too, like it's, it's going to be an option this summer. And the fact that uh, they did not trade Nikola Vucevic, and it seems like they want to re-sign him. Your eyes immediately turn to Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and DeMar landed in hardly any trade rumors whatsoever at all. 
Zach Levine, certainly a lot more speculation and talk. The, the Knicks have had interest in him. Uh, they did not get close to aligning on terms of any deal, but I would expect Zach Levine to be shopped all offseason at this point, and I think the Bulls would be willing to trade him in the offseason if they got a deal that they liked. Now, the hard part is the Bulls, in all trade talks so far under this regime, usually have ha- have set pretty big standards on, on trade talks, right? Like, Kobe White's been shopped, it seems like, a dozen times, and they haven't traded him because they've asked for a price that's too high. So who knows how the Bulls will, will view Zach in the offseason in that regard. But the way out of it, the way to change the fundamental way your team plays is to trade Zach Levine and or DeMar DeRozan, one or two of them, both of them. If you just keep trotting those two back, you're going to get the same result. So it would be a trade of one of those two this summer to make it look fundamentally different. And I'm sure that they'll They'll, uh, they'll consider those things. I, I think Zach would be more likely to be traded, right? Like this team went out and got Vooch. And I say, I should say this regime went out and got Vooch and DeMar. They did not go out and get Zach. They inherited him and have kept him. So just by that fundamental principle, I would expect Zach to be more likely to be traded. Do you believe there would come a point where this regime will, will publicly just kind of close the book on Lonzo Ball for the season? Or are they privately and publicly still hopeful that he can play this year? Uh, I think they're, they've encountered reality and they don't expect him to play this year. They just haven't publicly announced it. I mean, we could get that news as early as like Wednesday. You know what I mean? Maybe, um, maybe it's punted or kick the can down the road a little farther. But look, he posted those workout videos of himself running on the treadmill right. at a solid speed and dunking from a standstill position, I think almost over a month ago at this point, which was promising. But again, nothing matters at all in his rehab as a big next step until he is cutting at full speed, um, running at full speed, doing that multiple days in a row and not experiencing discomfort the next day. And he has not got to that point yet. And time is running out because even if he was at that point, um, Billy Domins basically said it's a long ramp up, right? Like almost a month probably to get him back into full physical conditioning if all of that worked. And we're just at the point in the season where it's like under two months left in the regular season. So I would expect the Bulls to officially announce that he's done for the year at some point here in the coming week or the coming next couple of weeks because they said that they expect to have Alonzo update after the All-Star break, and they're off for a few more days here before they all reconvene, and then the uh, Bulls will start again on Friday evening, and that game will be on the score, of course. Against the Nets, and there are no easy answers to fixing what's going on with the Bulls right now. Cody, thank you so much. Appreciate the time. Yep, you guys take care. Have a good day. Cody Westerlin covers the Bulls in the NBA for us at 670thescore.com. Anthony Heron is here. I'm Zach Sademan. Got some thoughts on what we just talked about I think this is a common theme when it comes to our city overrating the guys on our teams mm-hmm. because I think the NBA clearly let you know what they think <laughs> of Zach Levine, DeMar, Rose, DeMar DeRozan, and company. That's next. We're in for Parkinson. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Vincent Spiegel on the score. Zach Zidman, Anthony Heron with you until 6 o'clock on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We talk Bears at the top of the hour with Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic and a little curveball that we'll add at the top of the hour as well. But I I, want to continue the Bulls conversation. We just spoke with Cody Westerlin of 670thescore.com and a lot of stuff, you know, as to what should the Bulls do to fix this at the end of the year. And the most popular answer, it's not just from Cody, it's from most people that you talk to. Well, you got to break this up, right? You got to break up the core. I think they tried to do that at the deadline. The problem is the league is not high Hmm. on the core. Uh And I I think Zach Levine is, is the easy guy to say, well, all right, they inherited him. He's the easy guy to say goodbye to, but the contract makes it very difficult to say goodbye to him. Right. And Lonzo ball, is not the level of player who you think of at like the pinnacle of a roster where you say that's that's the linchpin for a high-level NBA formula. If you're talking championships, Lonzo Ball is your key cog in that. That's not the level of player individually that he is. But you see his importance because the rest of the roster is so flawed and it shows up so much more without Lonzo Ball. Who's your true, even your true ball handler? Like you see, when 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 the when this team, when this roster as it's currently constructed, is under legitimate pressure, they get pressed by the opponent, and especially late in game. And if DeRozan isn't out there, like, you know, if you just watch Zach Levine dribble a basketball, yeah, he can dribble between his legs and behind his back or whatever. But when under duress in critical moments, can he dribble the ball against pressure and make the proper decisions to set up your offense? They don't really have other guys to do that. Now, DeMar DeRozan can get the ball across half court and one-on-one set up his own shot. That's essentially what it turns into late in game when under duress. And then when he's out there, Zach isn't necessarily effective at that full court under pressure. And they just don't have true point. guard. I made a joke on Twitter a couple of weeks ago when getting done watching an Iowa women's basketball game where Caitlin Clark is, you know, men's or women's like she is the star of stars in collegiate basketball at the moment. I mean, I'm, I was only half joking when I tweeted that Caitlin Clark would be the Bulls' best option at point guard right now because between ball handling, decision making, perimeter shooting, she does that at a higher level than anybody they've got on the roster right now. That's not a position you want to be in at the moment as a Chicago Bulls, where Lonzo Ball is not only your best option in in that regard with those aspects, but it feels like their only option for someone who brings all those skills to the table. But I see, I think we overrated this team when Ball was healthy during the first half of last year when they got off to that terrific start. Because if you start to take a look and peel the layers here a little bit, there's no way his injury is the reason that this team has looked this bad second half of last year and really all of this season. It's got to be more than that. You don't just become what the Bulls have become because of the loss of one player. If It would be one thing if you're talking about the the top-level point guard in all the league. Mm-hmm. And with all due respect to Lonzo Ball, that's not him. Right. So it's more than that. It's the fact that a little bit 
of it was luck where they managed to win a number of tight games last year during the first half, and they've lost a lot of those games this year. It's more than just Lonzo, and it's just not sustainable to have a team that cannot consistently hit threes and win big-time ball games in the NBA. And to at least have that threat elsewhere. Like, do do the Boston Celtics have like a true high-level, like quote-unquote point guard from that traditional sense? Not necessarily. The Milwaukee Bucks don't necessarily have a true point guard per se, but they do have a combination that involves perimeter shooting. They've got playmakers. The Bulls don't have perimeter shooting, and they don't have true playmakers. Like to Cody Westland's point, he told us a moment ago, they don't have players who elevate those around them with their decision-making, with their distribution, and it, it shows how deep the flaws of this roster are, that having that one player be gone. Now, you know, how great would the Bulls be if they had – Lonzo Ball, there's still a, a definitive ceiling that's there, but he's the one guy who at least has those skills that do elevate those around him. I don't think they'd be in the position that they're in right now in terms of just hoping for a shot to get into the play-in, yeah, right? right? If Lonzo Ball is healthy and doing the things... And we're not even discussing what he adds defensively right. as well. And that, well, that, But that's a big part of what's been missing is their inability. That, that's how they were able to overcome a lot of this last year is in the first half of the season mm-hmm. is that their, their defense created volume right. points, right? right. Uh, pick sixes from an NBA standpoint. Uh-huh. That's gone missing. And... When you don't do that and you don't hit threes, it's it's hard. So now I keep asking, I, I don't know that you can just necessarily fix it by saying goodbye to Zach Levine because that contract means you're not going to be able to get what you think you should get for him if he's healthy. And then there are the injuries. Other teams aren't blind. They see what we see. And I, I don't know. What's the best that you could get if you break up this core? And that's where... The, the offseason was so so befuddling for, you know, not just for, for myself, but just for, for so many folks just in, in evaluating what the Bulls tried to do, what they pulled off, because the, the thought was rim protection, perimeter shooting. They didn't add any rim protection. They didn't really add much perimeter shooting. And then, you know, you go beyond that and say, okay, well, did they add another true point guard, someone who can kind of set up the others around them, knowing that Lonzo Ball was maybe going to struggle in return? I don't think anyone anticipated he'd be out for the entire season and that's what it's starting to look like may be the case here. But who's your other true like floor general? Who, who's even your other true perimeter defender? If you look at Io DeSumo and say, all right, he's at least another perimeter defender with Alex Caruso. Where you can throw a couple of different guys at the opponent. Kobe White has improved in that regard as well defensively, but offensively he's still not a, a floor general who sets others up. You're 100%. If you're relying on Io and White to be these guys – this is what you have, yeah. you know, uh, unless you're able to get Levine to be able to play at, at, at an even higher level than he's played at any point in, in his career. I just think it's tough. I, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that you can win with this kind of, of makeup. And even if you start, I, I think the guy that would probably give you the most value back is a guy they don't want to trade in Vooch. Oh, right. And because he's probably their best decision maker with the ball in his hands. Like if he if he had handle, then Vooch would maybe be your best option as a point guard right now. He's at least the one when the basketball's in his hands, the ball doesn't stick. 
He finds the open guy, and if it's not the direct assist, he's good at the hockey assist to set others and yes. do skip passes and everything. Like he can get other guys shots in a way that the actual ball handlers that who remains as the possible ball handling options just don't make decisions in the way that Vooch does when he's got the rock in his hands. What's fact or fiction when it comes to all the Bears rumors that we've heard over the last week plus? We'll ask someone in the know. Kevin Fishbane, who covers the Bears for The Athletic, joins us next. For Big Ant, I'm Zach, in for Parkins and Spiegel on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.